Hey, what's up? This is part two of my conversations with Nichin, aspiring doctor. If you have not heard part one yet, please check that out. This is just a continuation from our conversations where we go through his lengthy story. Now we'll probably jump into MCAT, his application, and his current life now, trying to be a doctor in quarantine. And with that said, five, four, three, two, one, we are live. Wait, okay, and I guess in uni, would you like, did everything just like kind of click of like, okay, I need to do X, Y, Z to try to get into med school, whatever that med school may be? Or was it just like right on the offset? It was just like, okay, go, 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 go. Accelerate, accelerate, oh. accelerate. Uh, I'd say like, like if you look at like pre-med forums, that's what I did. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> what is it going to take for yep. me to get into med school? And then you see so many people, like <clears throat> so many unrealistic goals, like people saying, oh, I was the founder of like an international nonprofit organization. Like you see like all these unattainable goals and sort of think like, oh, are all other applicants doing crazy things like this? Mm-hmm. Like I got to do more. So it's kind of that idea that drives you to do more. Um, I'd say like, yeah, I kind of was like that because I was really scared of not getting in, right? Like, I feel like of course. it would be like, it's unrealistic to think that you'll never um, face rejection. Like I faced rejection, not getting to my health in the first place. Right. But like, <laughs> that was another time. driver too. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I mean, now I'm at Mac. So yeah, like, that's actually pretty funny. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say that when I got rejected by Mac the first time, I was like, like, I don't want Mac. I don't like them. <laughs> like, like, but then, like, they accepted me for Mendo. I was like, hey, you know, I actually kind of like this school. You know? Mac is the best uni in the world. Oh my God. The institution is great. Um, <laughs> I think what's okay, the, the, the big thing, I, I'm sure, like, most people know, I think that, like, undergrad, four years, right? And then, mm-hmm. like, to be a doctor. Yeah, you have to do undergrad for four years. Then typically med school is four years again. So like you have four years undergrad, four years med school, and then you have to do you have to do a residency where you're basically getting trained to be a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. So technically you're a doctor after graduating med school. Like you have your MD. Yeah, MD. You can't actually practice until you finish your residency. Mm-hmm. And what a residency is, it's like a specific training program for whatever specialty you want to do. So if you want to do family medicine, you do a family medicine residency. Mm-hmm. If you want to do like surgery, you do a surgery, surgery residency. It's more specific. It's much more focused now. It's like kind of, you're, it's kind of like the funnel, right? Where everything is so general, I guess, high school. I and mean, then it gets more specific in uni a little bit where you don't have to take like international business to win $100 from your friends. It <laughs> 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 goes deeper into like uni and when you specialize eventually into like residency yeah. or medical residency. Mm-hmm. So like, it's a long road for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, what was my point before this? <laughs> is that, your, is that <laughs> your short intention span? It is actually. What was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I remembered. I remember. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Like, normally it's four years, right? Oh, well, four years undergrad, but that doesn't mean people get in after fourth year undergrad. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of people will do, go do a master's or they'll go do another professional degree, like pharmacy, and then they'll come to med. Um, some people have PhDs, then go to med. And then they're like mature mm-hmm. students who mm-hmm. like, they might be like 30, 35. They, mm-hmm. they worked, like they have like a, a lot of experience in another field, like engineering, for example, for example. And then like, they decide like, hmm, I wanna be a doctor. Like, I love hearing about those stories because like, especially like in my class, seeing those mm-hmm. types of people, like they have a lot of experience behind them. And like they bring a lot of um, it, like interesting things to discussions, but like for me, like Mac is like one of one of two schools in Canada I think that have a three year program instead of four. Mm-hmm. And so, like I got into med after third year undergrad, right? And then um, at Mac I have another three years for med. So like instead of the typical eight years that would take for undergrad and med i have six so like i think that's just like another hype thing about mac you know like 
if anyone's <laughs> trying to finish finish the quick things. Is this is this episode you. sponsored by McMath Med School? It is what? now. Yo. Everybody apply. If you're going for med, apply to Mac. Even if you're not going, even if you don't want to study med, apply to Mac Med. <laughs> yes, sir. We we accept applications from all. <laughs> all. All. All majors. Okay, wait. So these okay, the more I think about it and the more we kind of talk through it, your uni experience was like very reflective of my high school experience. Because you preparing for MCAT is like on a different scale though. So your your scale is like ten times my high school scale, like completely. This is like you studying for the MCAT. It's also like me studying for the SATs and ACTs. So like what were what was your process like studying for the MCAT? Because I know that exam is like insane. It is I'm so glad I did not have to rewrite it. But like a, a lot of people do have to rewrite it and that's like basically after you hear it like you're going to be like bro like I can't imagine doing this more than once. But basically like the MCAT this year they shortened it because of COVID. COVID. But um I don't know I don't know much about what hap- the changes this year, but normally how it works is I think it's like a seven and a half hour test. Um basically they they test you on chemistry and physics, bio and biochem, um, psych and social sciences, or yeah. Um and then there's a section called critical analysis and reasoning skills. Mm-hmm. Basically in Canada, they only look at that one section. It's basically what? like <laughs> it's like reading like everything else they they look at as like cutoffs pretty much. Mm-hmm. But like the only I think by far the most important section is the cards section, which is basically like it's like reading comprehension on steroids. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how else to describe it. Like, like it's basically like it. It is what the name says. Like critical analysis and reasoning skills. So like you'll read a passage and you have to like they'll ask you questions about like um asking asking you to um analyze it and like it's like it's like everything is like a trick question, mm-hmm. but like it just takes. It's just something that everyone practices really hard for it. Mm-hmm. Especially in Canada, like mm-hmm. I know at Mac, they only look at that section on the MCAT. Like, oh, they don't, yeah. like, so, um, but of course, like you still study for every section because other schools do look at it, mm-hmm. not as much as cars. But, um, so basically, I remember for me, like, so I I scheduled mine at the end of summer, right? Um, so I had mine mid August. So and this I is third year. Uh, second year summer. Second so, year summer. Oh, second year summer. Yeah. Okay, so, so this I is like, this is August 2019. I don't remember the year. Okay, <laughs> it was last year, last year, last year. Last year, yes, yes. It's 2019! Attention span, attention span, attention span. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my excuse for everything. It amazes <laughs> me how you got into med school with that attention. Hey, relax, bro. Okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I started studying... In like May, mm-hmm. um, for my test in August, right? So that and basically, I my plan was to study full time, like eight hours a day for five days a week. Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. Obviously, with my attention span, I ain't studying eight hours. It was a like day. eight minutes, right? <laughs> okay, I I did better than that. Um, Nine minutes. I would practice. Yeah, so I'd say I'd, I'd spend like maybe three four hours a day, okay. um, and I just chill for the rest of it. it Keeping that mental health in check, right? Ah. <laughs> that's that's how you that's how you win. You, all these people focusing on the test, no, you have to focus on your mental. But so basically, like, I I'd have to okay. I bought a course for it, like an yeah. online course. Yeah. Um, like there are a bunch of testing companies. You know this from taking like, oh yeah, SATs and stuff. Princeton right? Review so, and there's like other ones. Princeton Kaplan. Review, Kaplan. Yeah. Um, so I took a. Yo, I'm not trying to get sued. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, bleep, bleep this out. Yeah, I'm not mad. Keep it in, bro. I, I, I took, I took a, I, I took a course from a certain testing company. Kaplan. Um, and it was um. a, and it was a self-paced online course, basically. So, 
like the the idea was they had a bunch of videos on mm -hmm. all the subjects that you needed, and like they give you testing strategies, things like that. So, like, so basically, it's like so basically, it's like uni twenty twenty, post COVID. Sure. <laughs> okay. it, it, I, mean, I think it costed like a couple thousand dollars, right? But oh, I was wow. like, so I was I was thinking like other other people are gonna be taking um like courses like this and i don't want to be behind right like so i need even out the two, odds like, yeah a couple of thousand now would yeah. be an investment into my future right that's that was my logic so i, I got the course and then I, <laughs> I did not use it at all i watched like one video and i was like i paid like <laughs> i paid thousands of dollars for this thing and i just didn't use it at all and I, like i i just studied from their books so like that was that's a big like a big lesson for anyone any pre-meds out there watching you know, do not do not take a course <laughs> do not like, buy Taplin. do not buy an online course if it's if it's like a classroom course it's still probably useless but it, <laughs> if, if, if you're if you're somebody who needs like someone to, like people to like keep you on schedule and like talk about things in a classroom setting like go for it but like for me personally like i got trolled a big big waste of my money yo but let me tell you those kaplan books when i was doing the sats those are a lifesaver because like they gave me the like books were good yeah they gave me like seven extra mock tests to do or something crazy and i was just like yo this is great i could just like test after test after test i think the books are pretty good i wouldn't say they're that good i'd say like there's like a a resource that was like it's called UWorld. They have mm -hmm. it's basically like a huge question bank with amazing answer explanations. Like basically you you learn by doing problems, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's true of anything. It, yeah, like yeah, research yeah. has shown. Like active learning is is how you actually learn the fastest. Like the um so like when you're doing practice problems, you let's say you get it wrong, like okay, I read the answer explanation mm -hmm. and I learn and like you world would tell me everything I need to know about that subject. It's basically like a textbook. And so I'm like, when I started using that, um, like near my test day, like that's when I learned most of the material, to be honest. No, what? <laughs> I spent, what? I spent, okay, I'd say like for the first two and a half months of my studying, yeah. I was just using Kaplan books. I'm like, I'm like, okay, like learning all this random information. But then like, when I actually decided to take a practice test or something, I was like, I did not Destroy feel it. like I'm ready at all. Like, yeah. I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. But after you do practice questions is when you actually, like, consolidate that knowledge like, and apply it so you learn things. And, like, you learn to use it in other problems. So, like, I feel like it's pretty useless just, like, sitting there and studying and all the content. Like, I, it's important to, like, get, like, a decent foundation but if you have mm -hmm. a science background already right mm -hmm. you can just get right into problems that's something i would have changed mm -hmm. if i were to do it again which i'm glad i don't but uh, huh, huh, huh. okay so wait so you only spent like three months studying you said four to four to three months for this uh, like, thick like test three three months three and a half months three months three and a half months Okay, and what was your mentality studying like during this? Because like, did you like when you were doing it? Were you like, okay, I know I'm gonna do really well. Um, did you already like picture Absolutely victory not. or whatever? What was your what was your I guess mental state? Okay, I was fortunate in that like I knew other people doing it, so I mm -hmm. feel like when you know other people going through the same thing as you, like you talk about it, it's like therapeutic, right? So like, <laughs> um, so like I would uh -huh. I'd do my like three four hours of studying. Go to the gym, see see John, and then we're like, <clears throat> John. Shout out to you! Shout out to the homie. And and we we just like talk about it, like like rant about it, like oh I'm not ready at all, like this stuff is so hard, but like it's it's like therapeutic to complain, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but like um, my mindset, like I was not confident at all in it, like until I did practice tests, like. Mm -hmm. Even after doing practice tests, like let's say you do well on a practice test, it mm -hmm. doesn't mean you're gonna do well in the real thing, right? Like, cause basically, like this one big test decides, 
play, plays a huge role in whether or not you get like to get into the school of your dreams, right? right? Yeah. So like, um, it's always like super nerve wracking, and even after you write the test, you have to wait a month for your results. So like, oh, it's, I remember it's that. It's definitely really stressful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay, so and what was it like writing the test? Like, were you did you like pull out like sugary foods? Were you like meditating? Like, what were you doing? I guess during the during the test day, like during D day or T day. It's actually a really funny topic because like like normally you think like for people who haven't gone through it, you think like well you're writing like a seven and a half hour test. Yeah. You're just worried about like like all the material on it, right? Like what people don't know is like people practice for this thing like you wouldn't believe. Like yeah. Like me personally, like every time I took a practice test. I would make sure I start at the exact same time that I would on the actual oh. day. Um, I would plan out like, what am I what am I gonna eat the night before? What am I gonna eat like as yes. as a snack during lunch? Yeah. What am I gonna do during lunch? Like, just, so like, what I would do is like, um, during you have like a few breaks um between sections, right? Yeah. So what I would do is like for one break, I'd be like, okay. This this break, um, I'm gonna like get up, do like just do push-ups, like clear my mind. <laughs> and and like, I was literally doing push-ups in the testing center. <laughs> but, and then like other like like every break, like washroom, um, make sure like you clear your mind from the last section. So like if you got screwed in one section, you don't mm-hmm. let that affect you in the next. Yeah. Um like what I ate was like I brought like a mango and some cliff bars. <laughs> so okay. I I have a huge problem do that. Okay. I swear whenever I have lunch, yeah. Whenever I have lunch, I have a food coma. Like it's like a huge problem. Yeah, yeah. Every, no matter when I have lunch, I'm like dead tired after. Mm-hmm. This is a problem for me right now too. Like mm-hmm. I'll like I'll have like like lectures and mm-hmm. then after I have like uh, like a meeting with like small group learning right mm-hmm. so then like my my small group learning always starts after lunch uh-huh. so i'm always so tired because i'm in my food coma <laughs> so knowing this for the mcat i was like i can't eat too much mm-hmm. but at the same time you have to eat enough to like have that brain power right right yeah so you're not hungry <laughs> or whatever yeah yeah so like i i like experimented with what worked best for me like <laughs> so oh like, I got that sh- sugar from the mangoes, <laughs> and then like <laughs> the, the bars kept it, so I wasn't like starving. <laughs> so you had like healthy fats or whatever. Yes, you feel satiated. Yo, <laughs> so this so this is like a whole ritual. Like this is like you're planning out all your meals. Like every minute is like okay, I'm gonna do 21 push-ups. Like <laughs> it's insane, dude. Like. Like, it actually helps. Like, I remember, like, sometimes I wouldn't do this for practice because I'm like, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. Why am I practicing with testing conditions like this? And, like, and then sometimes I would just wouldn't be, like, mentally prepared for a section because, like, I didn't do my ritual. <laughs> your <laughs> your 21 push up ritual and then two deep breaths before each push up. <laughs> it, it works, it works. <laughs> okay no yeah i i did not have those rituals i just remember the only ritual i had for test taking even in uni like midterms and stuff it was like before tests i'll just be like silent and like i wouldn't talk to anyone i'll be like the most antisocial person you ever know in like the testing halls i'm just like blank face i'm just there with like your butts on so i can't I hear anything either. Yeah, yeah 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 so i can't i can't hear anything you can't come up to me and talk about testing content because i don't know who you are um it's literally just super antisocial. I mean, during the test, I would literally sit down. I would, like, dry my hands from, like, from sweat or whatever. Um, and then I would arrange my desk all neat. So, like, pencils all on the left-hand side because I'm left-handed. And everything set up. A drink of water and I will pray real quick. I'm not even religious, but I will pray real quick. This, <laughs> was, this was so annoying in high school. Like, before the test, I'd be like, Eric, like, how do you, like, uh, what's the answer to this? Like, how do I answer this? You'd be like, who are you? <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, help, help me out. 
Like, my uh, whole philosophy was yeah yeah no, i'm not talking about testing <laughs> my whole process was if i tell you stuff then i'm gonna just remember that stuff and i'm gonna forget everything else <laughs> so that's what i always believe so that's why whenever you came up with me on like test questioning test questions or any concepts i'd be like i'm not saying anything because i'm just gonna remember that i'm gonna forget everything <laughs> so that was my logic behind like i'm not talking to anyone and i'm gonna be all right all right <laughs> okay <laughs> so you took damn cat you got your score back what, what what was your first thing you did you saw the score and your score you told me and i was like god damn like i remember hearing it <laughs> I, it's not like i don't know like i was super happy with it i mm-hmm. like if you say, tell it to like someone who understands the test i don't it depends on the person but like i've like i've heard people find out about my score and they're like Oh, that's it. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, like, but like, I was super happy with it. Yeah. Like, so, like, it's all it, it all depends on the person. Like, I would I I will say that my score is like, it was it was good enough that like, I could like, comfortably apply to like if I was in the states, I could apply to like any Ivy League school and be happy mm-hmm. with this score. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, but it's not something that's like. Oh, I'm sure I'm better than everyone with this word. Right? Yeah, it's like it's like a I won't get filtered out by their algorithm sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that for the SATs and ACTs. It was like I just want a score enough that when they have a CSV file and they're like, we want everyone in the top X percentile, I won't get I won't get filtered out. That was like my main yeah. goal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get filtered out by the automated system if there is one. But okay. Like, so like I look at it like uh-huh. I'm not retaking. <laughs> <laughs> so you get your score back, which was pretty good. You don't have to retake. And like a lot of people, like I know people have to retake and it's like so stressful the second time. Or because it's like, damn, I have to get it right this time or else I won't get a good shot in applying to med school before my degree is over. Yeah. It's like, like then you have to figure out what to do after. It's definitely super rough, like, because it, the thing to remember is, like, you studied all summer for this, like, for mm-hmm. most people. Like, most people will study, like, for, like, three, four months in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, to think of, to, just the thought of having to do that all over again is, like, definitely super stressful. And it, it shows, like, it goes to show, like, how people can persevere through so much to, like, like achieve their dreams of becoming a doctor. Mm-hmm in that case um but like i'm so happy i didn't have to go through that and the next step of like i guess going to med school was applying so this is like over a three-year process of like building your resume maintaining your gpa and then studying for this mammoth of an exam of eight hours or seven hours long and then applying to med school so like how did you like maintain i guess hope because like i think in in face in, in the face of where success is not guaranteed let's say your chances of success is like 30 percent or 40 percent um maybe lower maybe higher given given your your position or where you think you are um of course in hindsight everything's 100 percent. so um <laughs> back then how did you maintain i guess hope or like maintain um your pursuit of it given the chances and given like the ups and downs that orgo exam okay so one thing to note is that in the u.s like low-key throwing shady <laughs> in, the, in the u.s if you're a pre-med it, there's like a 40 percent chance that you will get into a med school somewhere okay like 40 mm-hmm. percent of pre-meds get in somewhere in, mm-hmm. in the u.s in canada ontario specifically that per, that percentage is below 10 percent. okay so, so below 10 percent. how how did you stay hopeful 10% is not, so, bar- not big. Like Harvard's admission rate is, okay, that might be 4%. Uh, some of the higher Ivy Leagues percentages to get in was like 9%. Well, this is, this is not 10% for a specific school, right? Mm-hmm. This is 10% to get in anywhere. Yeah. Like if, if you look at a specific school, it's probably the same as Harvard. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It was like so, averaged out between everyone. Um, yeah. So like after like that orgo, I'd say like, I was really discouraged, but like, I, it wasn't the end of the world. Like, I was doing well in the rest of my courses, 
it's just like really tough to see like um averages like for example if you look at like u of t meds um admissions average gpa mm -hmm. it's, it's like a 3.96 um so that means like in a year you get what six a pluses and four a's is that right yeah mm -hmm. so like that's like a really high standard but um i think something that like kept kept me like away from that type of fear is that looking at um a lot of these schools actually have like weighted gpas like mm. i feel like the reason u of t's gpa is so high is because they have like the biggest weighting like if you take if you do four years at university mm -hmm. they drop a year's worth of worth of courses for you oh okay okay so you could basically just remove all so your bad ones yeah so u of t their their admissions gpa like is inflated compared to other schools i'd say um uh -huh. i'd say for like real like c gpa like no weighting system mm -hmm. the average in ontario is probably like 3.9 but that's okay. just like an average right you have yeah. to think like the people with lower than that typically have like amazing like life experiences um ecs volunteering research yeah. that type of stuff, right so for me like i know i knew i was a young applicant so like high gpa helps high mcat helps um but like I didn't. I wouldn't think that my um, ECs were less than anybody else's. That's what kept me going. Like, I remembered. Like, it's not mm -hmm. all about GPA. If my GPA drops, like, one, I'm still doing pretty well, mm -hmm. and two, like, it's not just GPA. Like, they look at everything. So I know that like I'm being active in my community. I'm mm -hmm. like pursuing my hobbies, like band stuff like that. Right. So it's mm -hmm. it's good to like keep a holistic type of picture and that's like and another thing is just to like to like let's say i i i got a bad mark a super bad mark and so my gpa yeah. was low right? yeah, yeah. and then mm -hmm. and say i didn't get in this year i would just apply again next year right so mm -hmm. like in that moment you'd be i understand like it would be devastating right but when you want something like medicine it's it's a lifelong goal right a lifelong career yeah. where you're gonna have to be learning forever so in the grand scheme of things what's one year right so like if i really want something yeah. and it takes me a year longer to get it then like nobody's gonna look back at that in like 10 years and think like dang like i regret my decision to keep going right yeah yeah, no, it's very interesting once you start putting everything into, I guess, perspective. Because, like, like, life is so long. But, like, even, like, me, I always forget that life is so long. Like, I always think, oh, my God, I didn't get into whatever company or I didn't do whatever I wanted to do this year. And that's it. I missed my chance, right? And I feel like right now, especially, because it's, like, everything's changing so fast. The circumstances, every uni year is, like, slightly different. You meet new people and there's new classes, there's new developments, right? Um, you you get new opportunities you you miss more opportunities you get whatever l's you get whatever w's there's just so many things changing that a year at least or a semester just feels so compressed of like oh if this semester already feels like two years or something so it's like time yep. is of the essence and if you have everyone else around you who's also like very accelerated and always like go 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 then it's like shoot then if i don't press on the gas pedal hard enough i'm gonna i'm gonna slow down right or I'm going to lag behind or something that's going to happen. So I feel like that's something, at least for me, I always forget of like, oh, even if it doesn't work out, it's still fine. There's like another chance. As long as you keep persisting, um, that's the most important thing. But yeah, I remember last year when I was applying to jobs, very, very tragic until I was very lucky. It saved at the last moment. But I was like, oh my God, my life's over. I didn't get a job in second year. I didn't get internship. Oh my god, it's so bad and stuff like that. So I remember, I remember the feels of pain, or yeah, like yeah, yeah. I feel like the big thing is like, like we're all prisoners of the moment, right? Mm -hmm. Like something, like something bad happens that you've been working so hard to get. That's like the thing that's devastating. 
not that you didn't get it, but that you worked so hard for something mm-hmm. and you didn't get it, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, with any dream, I feel like if if at first you fail and that's enough to stop you from like continuing to go for that dream, then how how badly did you really want it in the first place, right? Yeah. Like, like if I just if I didn't get, like after not getting into Mac Health site, like I was just like, okay, like I didn't get in there, I must not be good enough. So I just yeah. quit my dream and think of like a backup. Like how bad did I really want it then, right? So you, you gotta look at you you always gotta look at things from like the big picture, like okay, like I didn't get it now. Uh, what am I gonna do different next time? Like, why didn't I get it now? First of all, like, I think it's really important in anything you do in life to just like be able to be self-aware mm-hmm. and reflect on like why things work out, why things didn't work out, and like you take that going forward to make the necessary adjustments. Like, um, that's how you succeed in anything, really. Yeah, no, that self-assessment is super important. Like for me, I'll like self self-assess a lot of things like even now like i feel whenever i'm because i do so much interviews now just because i'm like applying to so many companies like i'm applying to like three companies a day at this point that's like that volume is i remember in second year i applied to one company a day now i'm applying to three that volume at least for me is insane um and i'll get these interviews and then i'll just do bad or whatever um and of course in the moment whenever you get that rejection email it feels so bad like it's like oh my god i lost my chance especially if it's a really good company too um, yeah which has happened a lot and uh, a big problem for me um was that i always saw myself working there already i'll like get the email for an interview i'm like okay i'm working there and then that's it and that's like already a fact and then i yeah. just have to work that form that fact to be to guarantee or that to keep that fact true so it's not even to make that fact true it's to keep that fact true so I would like already think that I'm there and I would work hard. And then if it doesn't work out, I'm, I'm like heartbroken. It's kind of like, I guess, already believing something has happened, um, even though that thing didn't happen already. And that's a good thing to like visualize it and see it. But I've become too attached to it of like, yo, I already know how people are going to react after they hear I'm working here. It's going to be insane. I'm going <laughs> to pop off. It's going to be lit. I'm going to like, it's going to be hype, you know? And then if that doesn't happen, Amazon. Like, Yo. hey, that worked out. But other companies now that I could say that I won't name that are on my mirror of L's that I took. <laughs> JP Morgan. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yo, their, st- their stock is getting dusted, bro. Hey, man, that's because they didn't hire me. Okay, no, but uh, maybe. But yeah, that's one thing. And that's like something I realized from like self-reassessment. I think the biggest thing now is like after whatever those things happen is always writing an after action report. That's like something I picked up recently. It's like after, like, I know like this reflection might be too insane, like too unnecessary, like too extra. I'll literally yeah. take out a journal of like all the L's I took now starting from the summer. And then I'll just like reassess what happened. So it's like, okay, what happened was the context. What did I feel going in? What are the good points I did? What, what, what good happened? What bad things happened? How did I feel during it? And then, okay, how do I fix the bad things that happen to make sure they don't happen again? And it was kind of like that cyclical process of like iterating through of, okay, how do I improve? How do I get better? So I can keep persisting at what I want and I don't just fall into a pit of patheticness of, oh my God, nothing's going to happen. never going to make it, which I feel is very easy to fall into. I think that's a good thing. Like, I don't see anything wrong with that. If anything, like that just makes you keep getting better and better with each go like <clears throat> i don't like people think that's overkill like like if it works for you then i don't see why you wouldn't do it right yeah 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 i mean it's like it's a good process i feel i think life i guess in general when you're working for things you know me and you'll probably meet me for always saying this but i like processes i think once you define once you start defining processes of how you do things things become much more easier of just, you know what you need to do that works for you to get what you want, sort of thing. So it's like the process of reassessing your mistakes or the process of working um, and eating mangoes and cliff bars <laughs> for the MCAT and the process of figuring it that is. out, you know, and putting yourself in that test 
taking condition of like um doing the push-ups or doing whatever because even when i took the SATs and acts i also put myself in specific conditions too like i'll literally dead silence like make sure my my parents were like outside shopping so completely dead silence at my house um like window closed ac turns slightly room temperature so it's like you know not too hot not too hot not too cold you know um just make sure everything's right and then, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. even the temperature don't kill me. My testing center was cold. Like, I that brought a sweater. Almost, almost. I brought yeah, a, yeah. I made sure to bring a sweater just in case. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it actually makes a difference. No, it does. Because even, like, people don't think about that much. But, like, I think it does so much. Like, even from interviews now, when I have to type, if my fingers are cold, I refuse to do the interview. Like... I literally purchased a heat dish. A heat dish. <laughs> yeah, I literally purchased a heat dish just to point on my fingers. So my fingers are not cold when I'm like typing. He needs those palms to be sweaty. Yo, I he need them. I, okay, not too sweaty. It's like there's a specific setting I set on the heat dish. So they're lightly toasted. You know? <laughs> but, okay, okay. Yo, that's the, that's the process, you know? It's, I mean, it is what it is. Um, and, okay, so. For you, this process now has dove into med school. What was applying to med school like? Because that's like something that was it like uni? Was it like applying to uni, but now you actually applied to uni versus just two places? I okay, I can't speak to that because I didn't really do much in terms of applications to uni. Mm -hmm. Like I applied for two universities, right? And one of them was the one I actually had to like write stuff for. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still a little salty about that. I thought my essays were amazing, but <laughs> okay. for my for my med ones they're actually like like really good so like i i personally found the application process fun mm -hmm. but like i would find myself doing that stuff for fun instead of doing my school work like ah uh, yeah I'd be sitting mm -hmm. sitting in class when i went and uh <laughs> like I'd, I'd have my word docs open like mm -hmm. okay like now I'm like writing my descriptions for these activities, or like be like writing my essays, um, having people edit them. Mm -hmm. Like I found that stuff really interesting and fun, and I think that's like what a big factor in like how I did well in it. Because like I know a lot of people they just throw it to get throw something together like a week before. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, if the, like this thing is so important for your future, why would you leave it to the last week before, right? Yeah, like I had mine done like a couple months before, and I would have like I would like go on like pre med forums and I'd be emailing or like messaging random people like, hey, like do you mind like reading over my application? Oh, like, shoot. Letting me like letting me know what you think. Yeah, it'd be like random residents, right? So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, for sure. So like, I got so many different perspectives, mm -hmm. and like I made sure to like stay true to like what i had originally but like mm -hmm. it's it's good to like have people first of all make sure obviously you don't have any mistakes yeah or like red flags or something but like like sometimes people have like good ideas of how to like reword things or how how to put different emphasis on things to sell yourself better mm -hmm. like i found that really helpful so you fell in love with it like or a little bit obsessed with it yeah like it was fun for me. Like, I didn't. It wasn't something that I dreaded. Like, oh, dang, I have to work on this now. It was more like, like, I'd I'd rather do this than my schoolwork. So, yo, what the fuck? You applying to med school is basically exactly the me same as me applying to uni, except you actually got in. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> you got in too. Hey, hey, I got into um I got into a good school. I got into like a moderate risk, moderate risk, moderate to low risk school. Not not that difficult to get in. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good, okay. So you shot your shot at all these unis, you know, gosh, shoot your shot. And you hit one. What was that celebration like? Because wait, when did I find out? Found out. Was it like Christmas? I got my results in May. 
third year. Oh, like this summer? Yeah. Yeah, this summer. Oh, why do I think this was earlier? Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I'm in first year, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. First year. <laughs> okay, what'd you do? Like, I definitely, you definitely sent me a snap of you getting in. Because I was also looking forward for your res- results, I remember. And I was, like, ready to, like, cry with you or, like, be happy with you. I was so overjoyed. Like, you know what? Like, there are no words. It's it's so amazing, like, the feeling after, like, because if you think about it, like, this is what I've been working for for so long, right? Like, mm-hmm. not as long as other people, but, like, <laughs> like I, I've, been, I've been working hard, right? Like, mm-hmm. just imagine, like, like you're always working towards one goal like almost everything you do is to achieve that goal and like you finally like like i'm not there yet but but like i feel like this is like the biggest the hardest part of it like in terms of just like um being given the opportunity to do it right yeah like getting into med school like to put in perspective like um like mac gets like I think this year they got 5,500 applications, right? Um, of those, I think like 550 got interviews. And then... That's 10% already. A, and then a bit over 200 get a seat in the class. So that's like 40% give or take. Yeah, something like that. God yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like 4%. <laughs> Something like that, yes. What the hell? That's insane. What the hell? It's just like, and I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of people, they like, um, okay, people like, they want, like, okay, I'm, I want this school because of prestige or something. Yeah. Right? But like, in, for me, it was more, I want it. Like I'll be happy to get in anywhere. So mm-hmm. because I applied in third year, I could only apply to a few, like a handful of schools that let you apply after completing only two years of university, right? Mm-hmm. Being in your third. So like I applied to the, like that small handful. And I was like, if any of these schools accept me, like I will be overjoyed. I'm because, going, like, yeah. It doesn't matter where you go for med school, um, especially in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, it because in the end you're all under the cer- same certification. Like everything is like, like regulated, so that you're learning the same things. Like after we're all writing the same license exam, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all about like getting the opportunity to like eventually practice medicine. Is it like still surreal for you at the moment, or is it like, is it like very real like, now? It's like it was surreal until like after the first week of class like i was like i remember like saying that i was a med student i was like that doesn't sound right like i'm a (laughs) pre-med but like after like a week of being in a like an environment with only med students right Mm -hmm. like it it just like sinks in like the excitement kind of kind of fades after a bit like i'm still like um, like really grateful that I'm mm-hmm. in this position, mm-hmm. but like the sh- kind of like shock has worn off. Mm-hmm. And how was like meeting all your, I guess your classmates now? I, I guess you haven't met them in person for sure, but how how was like meeting all of them virtually? <laughs> um, like, I feel like I was really disappointed that I wouldn't get that opportunity to like be in person and be able to like meet all of my peers mm-hmm. like through like our typical O week events right yeah but um i think the the student committee of like the orientation committee um actually did a really good job of like making the best out of the situation like i i thought personally i wouldn't like i would get like no opportunities really to meet anyone because mm-hmm. it's online right like the only way you're gonna meet someone is like like just randomly calling them, right? so. Uh, but no, they, they had a lot of good icebreaker activities. Okay. Like activities where they put you in small groups, so you'd actually like mm. 
get a chance to like talk and meet some people mm-hmm. um, so yeah like um I, I still can't wait to be in person like that's where i think i'll be able to um get a better experience meet a lot of people like in a more natural way because like virtually it's pretty forced but mm-hmm. like some people in my class just naturally like we share like similar interests so like naturally we just start talking like i have a few like like people I, i'd say i'm really close to already mm-hmm. in this in my class but um i can't wait to actually meet everyone in person you know yeah man dude i'm excited for you man i'm excited to like visit micmac mac and getting the hookup like <laughs> from uh, inside homie of like yo here are my friends let's go let's go do something i'm like Damn. Well, I'll reach Toronto, dude. It's like an hour train ride. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, you have to reach before I graduate, though. So that's like that's 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 important. Before I graduate, you have you have two years. If, two if years. we're there, if we're there, <laughs> if we're there. Okay, now, okay. What's now? What's now? What's next? Basically, now is like <clears throat> so, like medical online. Um, mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that I'm like the most frustrating thing with having to do this online yeah is learning clinical skills so basically like things like when you go to the doctor the they they do a history right um, mm-hmm. they ask you a bunch of questions then then they get to the physical where they like take your vitals like your blood pressure heart rate rest yeah. rate um so things like that it's so hard to learn online cuz like like for example let's say i'm doing a respiratory exam on you so like I have my stethoscope <laughs> and I'm, I I have to like listen to your breath sounds, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I'll breathe deeply like, into the mic. Like I'll like <laughs> I'll be like inhale and I'll like be checking like certain spots. But like the thing is like learning this virtually, how it is is um we have uh, like our small groups mm-hmm. and then we have like a preceptor, like uh, a resident or something. Yeah. And they're like teaching us how to do this, right? But how do you teach someone to do that when you're just like in your room on video call? Like, how are they supposed to tell? How am I supposed to learn? Like, where on the back I'm supposed to like listen, right? So, like, how like it's so ghetto. Like, for artists, for example, like like preceptor had like a box and was just like, imagine this is the chest, and she was like, like you go like this, and then you go <laughs> like like. <laughs> What am I supposed to do with this information? <laughs> That's a big thing. Like, I don't think I will be able to effectively learn clinical skills online. So basically, like, and that's that's like a concern shared by like my whole class pretty much. Yeah. Like, and so like we brought this concern to the school, and they're like, "Yeah, like we agree it's not enough, but like, like what can we do with the circumstances?" So like. They're planning to bring us back January tentatively mm-hmm. um, to have clinical skills in person, but like if another wave hits and things and the the whole economy shuts down again, like we're not going to be able to go. So if that happens, like it's going to be a real struggle. So basically, what you're telling me is that if the economy shuts down, we're going to have a generation of really ghetto doctors <laughs> of like of like okay. I'll, sorry, I'll measure your breathing rate right now. I mean, they use a stethoscope and they put it on your forehead. It's like, well, I don't hear anything. Are you wait, dead? Wait, you don't look like the box I practiced on. <laughs> where, where is it? I don't see it. Where's the box? So like They're telling us like it would be delayed. Like In the case that we don't go back January, they'd be like, oh, we'll, we'll make it up with extra sessions later. But like I feel like cramming it in later, like they gotta do what they gotta do, right? Like yeah, I respect like that they're doing what they can, but at the same time, like I would rather go and even like the problem is they're saying we don't want to bring all these students in, like over two hundred of you, and make you move across the country. That's for um, sure. Just for clinical skills session, like once or once every week or two, like. So that's their concern. But the problem is, like, most of us, I would think, would want to do that because it's essential for us to become good physicians in the future, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
it's a difficult decision for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still waiting to see what decision they make. Mm-hmm. But I would hope that we get to go in person. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm also trying to go to Toronto um, January, so... I'm not saying we go party or anything, but I'm saying we go get food and <laughs> we chill somewhere. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, this has been a super awesome like conversation with you because I never really asked you for like your whole journey, starting from high school and your high school mentality. Because I just thought you were a meme in high school, and that was it. Um, <laughs> like I didn't know the the backdrop, the backdrop, and in first year, second year, and third year, I also didn't know anything because. I would only like really meet you during the summer and it'll be like a one-off thing or like a three off thing sort of thing where I only see you like three to four times or something. It wouldn't be that much. Yeah. 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 So this has been a crazy story of your life into med and looking forward future ghetto doctor. Here we come who measures your breathing rate on a cardboard that's not even related <laughs> at all i'm ready i'm ready <laughs> hey man just please like beef up and like get that box type body shape that'll be good <laughs> all right box type body shapes y'all know y'all here here first nobody yet if you want a good doctor get a box like body shape because all these doctors been using cardboards okay that's it nobody yet oh peace Thank you so, 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 so much for listening for the episode of Nobody Yet. Of course, we have weekly episodes every Monday, so you can always expect to find content then. If you're interested, join the Nobody Yet community, you know. Uh, follow us on Instagram, we are Nobody Yet. YouTube, Nobody Yet Podcast. Of course, you'll see visuals there for our podcasts as well as any additional content. And of course, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, just anywhere you can imagine. And of course, if you like what you hear, uh, give us that follow or give that five-star review. We thank you so much for it. And of course, we'll catch you in the next one. Peace.